System initiation. Loading. Game Master in action. Ready in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Game Master in Action, an RPG podcast not only for game masters, but for all plot enthusiasts. My name is Łukasz, and today we're going to explore a new scenario. What are we playing today? Destination High 3 is an original scenario for Alien, an RPG system published by Free League and inspired by Ridley Scott's 1979 movie Alien and its sequels. The action of the system takes place in the late 22nd century, and the main theme is space colonization. Of course, there might be some obstacles like facehuggers and bleeding acid aliens walking around abandoned colonies. And players' characters will have to do their best not to panic and not to lose their nerves. Where do we start? Players take control of the crew of a spaceship on an ordinary technical mission. Their destination is a space station Hive 3. Their goal is to deliver supplies and some components necessary for maintaining the station. Hive 3 is a mining station orbiting on a fixed position a massive gas giant planet. With a fleet of 72 automated drones, station workers supervise the collection of valuable gases from the planet's atmosphere. Players' characters most likely know each other and possibly it is not their first mission to this station. The planet can be located in any part of the universe, but to get there, the crew needs to spend some time in the hibernation. Apart from them, there is one more person on board, Francisco de Silva, who is a corporation representative and one of the supervisors of the Hive program. Additionally, there might be also an android. The story begins with the crew awakening from the cryosleep. After a few moments of disorientation, they are starting to recover. When the crew is operational, spaceship's AI, mother, informs that they've entered the destination system, and within the next 24 hours they will reach the planet. For the captain and the pilot, this is a red flag. According to the mission schedule, they should be waken up 12 hours before the destination. What caused this change? It seems that there are a few things that are going not according to the plan. The first of them is the hibernation schedule. If asked, mother will say that this is a standard procedure in the case of, and this is the second thing that is of, lack of communication with the high free station. Finally, Francisco da Silva is still in the hibernation, maybe because it is still before the schedule. But when asked, mother will inform that currently there are no plans of waking him up during this mission. This is a new instruction from the corporation. This is alarming, or at least weird. Mother will refuse to provide details, but the crew can check logs and incoming messages to find an encrypted instruction from the corporation. They can try to hack it. In the handouts, you will find an alternative hacking system. This is the information. A case of incapability to establish contact with the Hive 3 station. Company agent must remain in hibernation without the possibility of manual wake-up by any crew member. There is no need to panic. There are at least several reasons why the communication was not possible. One of them is of course the failure of the station communication system, but this cannot be checked now. Another is malfunction of their own system, and of course, there might be something wrong with the Hive's crew. At this point, 
players can check only their systems. The full diagnostics may require a spacewalk to check if the communication dish wasn't damaged. After running all the tests, the crew is sure their systems are fine. So the problem must be with Hive 3, communication issue, or the crew is dead, hibernated, or at least ignoring them. But to be able to tell more, they need to get closer. Two hours before the destination, they are able to use sensors to check the station's activity. But there is no good news, the station is dead cold. What could happen? Fatal failure of the station, forcing the crew to go into cryosleep? There is a small chance that they were boarded, kidnapped or killed. Maybe the Hive program was cancelled and a much faster ship to pick them up? But in this case, players would be informed by the corporation, right? Boarding to the standard protocol and your contracts. The profile of your mission is changed from a service mission to a rescue mission. A few things about the Hive 3 station. The station is built out of 8 modules. The main part, known also as the ring, is made out of 6 modules. The central part is a rotation module, an engine that keeps the entire station in a rotation movement. The biggest module is a gigantic gas container where drones deposit what they have collected from the atmosphere. It is connected to the rotation module. The container can be detached from the station. The station is equipped with a StarCube class shuttle named Beekeeper. The crew needs to make some decisions. They will have to get to the station. There are two options to do that, by manual docking or a spacewalk. The station has one airlock. And despite the fact that there is no power, they will be able to open it manually from outside. At this point, the station rotates at around 25% of its normal speed. This means that the artificial gravity on board will be reduced as well. Inside, the station is covered in darkness. And so far, no sign of its crew. Lower gravity makes smaller objects float in the air. The bridge is on the other side of the station. Getting there will allow them to start the station, or at least run more advanced diagnostic using their equipment. Still no sign of the crew. What happened here? What they can see on their way to the bridge gives the impression that the station was abandoned in a hurry. Also, the cryobeds are empty. The door to the bridge is locked, but with a bit of effort, players can open it. On the other side, in one of the seats, they can see a frozen-to-death crew member. Careful observation shows that it is an android and that he has a small wound on its neck. It's unlikely that it will be possible to wake him up, but there's a chance to retrieve his memory. Initial diagnostic shows that the station is fully operational with no damage. Players are ready to initiate the systems. After a while, station automatically begins to rotate and all the systems are back to normal. They can investigate further now. Station interior. The station seems to be abandoned in a hurry. Its crew left the majority of their belongings, but they took their personal items. In the medical deck, they can see that the majority of drugs and equipment were taken. Were they conducting a rescue mission? But where? Logs. The last entry is from a few months ago, and before that there is not much valuable information. The crew 
was reporting an atmospherical anomaly that destroyed several of their drones. And some of the crew members were complaining that since it appeared, they have trouble sleeping and are haunted by nightmares. Players can check their cargo to find out that they are delivering components for new drones and stress-reducing drugs. Not long after, they received an SOS signal coming from the atmospherical anomaly and sent by the crew of Hive 2. As far as players know, Hive 2 station failed and burned in the atmosphere. There were no survivors. The last entry shows that it was the captain who remotely initiated the shutdown. The signal came from the beekeeper after the crew left for the rescue mission. Android. Although he's damaged beyond repair, it's possible to link him to Mother, either on the station or on player's ship. This will allow to have a conversation with what's left of him. Here is what he knows. The atmospherical anomaly. It is a form of cyclone with some form of mineral structure in its center at the depth of around 8,000 meters. The anomaly orbits the planet at a very slow rate and it enters Hive's range a few months ago. Since then, the crew has been suffering from anxiety. The station's captain was investigating the anomaly and made a few flybys over it, but with no conclusive results. He also made a few trips to a specific location on the other side of planet's orbit, but the android never learned why. The crew received an SOS signal from the center of the anomaly, and the captain insisted on organizing an immediate rescue mission. According to the android, the captain was suffering from strong anxiety caused by this anomaly, but different from the rest of the crew. He was, in a way, obsessed with it. After the crew got ready for the rescue mission, the android was instructed to stay on board on the station. There is another memory from that day. Players will have to work a little bit on retrieving it. From the memory, players can learn that Android discovered that the SOS signal was fabricated and that the captain confessed that it was he who did it. After that, he damaged the Android. You will find this memory in handouts for this scenario. But why did he do that? Is it even possible to survive in this anomaly? What to do next? There are a few things that players may want to do. Aboard the mission, reporting the death of the station's crew, but this will for sure hurt their future in the corporation, not mentioning that they won't be paid for this mission. They may want to investigate the anomaly, which might be a good idea, considering that the crew of Hive 3 went into it. There is also that specific location visited by the captain. It is on the other side of the planet, but players still can visit it. Let's start with the anomaly. From above, it looks like a separation between two masses of clouds, creating some sort of vortex with almost clear skies above the center. Scans show that at the depth of 8,500 meters, there is some sort of surface platform among clouds, around 70 meters thick. The atmospheric pressure at this altitude should be similar to Earth's pressure, so it is possible that people from Hive 3 might be still there. Because of the clouds, it's not possible to have a clear visual on it. The location. Although this place is still in the planet's orbit, the trip takes some time due to the planet's size. When players approach this point, it becomes clear that it is Hive 1. 
As far as they know, the station was shut down by the corporation and was supposed to be burned in the atmosphere. Clearly, that wasn't the case. The station is abandoned, but this is not the same story as with Hive 3. Something happened here. The station is a mess. There was an explosion in one of the modules. The gas container is gone, but the rotation is still on. There is one more surprise. On the bridge, systems are on. There is an easy access to system logs. But those are not logs from Hive 1, but the captains from Hive 3. All is clear now for me. There was a mutiny on board the Hive 1 station. Why did the corporation cover it up, I don't know. And to be honest, I don't care. Their captain could hear the calling, the same calling that I do. But his crew wasn't willing to cooperate. I need to find a way to force my crew to go down there. You will find the full version of this log in handouts for this scenario. It seems that both captains could hear some voice telling them to go into the anomaly. Was that also the case with Hive 2? Corporation knew about this? There is also one more piece of information from the captain. Hive 1 had more data on the planet than the database on board Hive 3. It looks like after a while, the corporation decided to limit access to this data. Based on it, before the Hive program, the corporation was conducting research on a substance Terra-X7, a derivative of a genetic accelerant A0-3959X.91-15 and its impact on the atmosphere. The mission was terminated, as the contact with the station was lost, possibly because of an engine failure leading to burning in the atmosphere. The results were not conclusive, showing small changes in the planet's atmosphere, some conglomeration of organic and mineral substances. After that, corporation decided to launch the Hive program. Could this experiment lead to the anomaly? It is time to visit the anomaly. Crew can use their own ship or the beekeeper from Hive 1 to get there. The landing won't be easy. Although the sky inside the anomaly is clear, the winds in the upper parts of the atmosphere are still quite strong. Both visuals and scans show that there is some surface with something that looks like a camp in the central area and some artificial object south and north of it. One of them looks like remainings of Hive 2. The landing was rough. Depending on how skilled the pilot is, the crew could even end this maneuver unconscious. If so, they will wake up in the camp. In the camp, they are welcomed by Rebecca Mulligan. She's one of the survivors from the Hive 3. The situation isn't good. Actually, it's quite bad. The shuttle used by the Hive 3 crew crashed. On top of that, out of nine people who landed here, only three are still alive. The first one missing was the captain. Immediately after landing, he ran into the direction of Hive 2 wreckage. It was madness. They tried to stop him, but at this point, he was more of an animal than a human, driven by some strange instinct. He was aggressive, and they were not prepared for this, so he ran away. They never saw him again. They sent an expedition to the wreckage. Four people went there, and only two came back after many hours, but they didn't last long. They came back infected with something, and shortly after died in the most horrifying way. 
something ripped their chest open and tried to attack the others. They managed to scare it and it ran away in the direction of the hive too. While landing, they've managed to discover one more object in the opposite direction to the hive too. It seems that it is a space station sent here before the hive program started. They made one expedition there and managed to get back with some supplies, but lost one crew member. The entire station is covered with a plant-like structure that reacts to movement and attack with poisonous thorns. They knew that they were screwed. With no way of going back to the orbit, their only hope was the service mission that should come shortly, so all they could do is trying to survive till then. But it wasn't easy. Several times they were attacked by some creatures from Hive 2. It's a miracle that they are still alive. They built their camp using parts of drones that crashed nearby. It was enough to create some wall protecting them from whatever was there. At this point, players may decide to take the survivors and fly away from here, which sounds like a reasonable choice. But if they decide to explore both places, here is what they can expect. The station is a wind maker. As Rebecca mentioned, it is infested with some plants. They are a result of the Terra X7 reacting with the organic substances in the atmosphere. They are highly toxic and it's possible to get infected with their spores. You'll find their statistics in the handouts for this scenario. The main part of the station is a gigantic storage of containers with Terra X7. The Hive 2 station is a much more terrifying and dangerous place. Supplied first by Windmaker crew and then by Hive 2 and 3 survivors, at this point it is a nest protected by at least few Xenomorph soldiers. If by any chance players manage to get to its central area, they will find the queen surrounded by eggs, eggs ready to attack players at a slightest movement. But there is something more, something much more horrifying than this. The captain, or at least what is left of him, still alive, have merged with the queen, providing her with human DNA, his body twisted from suffering but on his face a caricatured expression of ecstasy. He's with her, with his queen, the one calling him in his dreams, driving him to madness, like a mermaid in old tales. Will they survive? It's for you to discover. That's all for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed the story and if you did, hit that like button and subscribe. Remember to check the link to the handouts in the description below. Thank you for joining me and see you in the next episode. Until then, may your roles be critical and your adventures be legendary.